Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbertson. I'm your host. It's time to recap Monday Night Football Week 8. Bengals slaughter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm just getting news. The Bengals actually got slaughtered by the Cleveland Browns. The previously 4-3 and three Bengals, now 4-4. Four and four. Browns go to 3-5 and five after beating the living crap out of the Jamar Chaseless Bengals, 32-13. to 13. Joining me to break down this, uh, it actually pushed on the over the total, but it just like it felt like there were seven points in this game. Terrible, not a fun game to watch. Humiliating for the Bengals. Ryan Wilson and um, somebody wearing his third costume of the last John Franken Breach trying to that, be incognito after this right. ass whooping. Breach, but, give me uh, three. He wore a mask, but he forgot to take off his Bengals pullover, which is just a mistake for the, the embarrassment that that was. Breach, give me three positives if you're a Bengals fan that doesn't involve the return of Jamar Chase at some point later in the season. Well, first, what let me just. Happening here? <laughs> let me just say that I am thrilled. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like in a conversation with an old person when you're talking to a grandma and they're like, hello. Right. And then you're, you're talking over them. Um, let me just say, I'm thrilled that it's Halloween because it allows me to wear this Frankenstein mask. I don't have to show my face after this abysmal performance from the Bengals. Ryan, don't ask me about any positives. The game just ended 10 minutes ago. There were no positives. This None. was a total embarrassment. It was a beatdown. This was the exact opposite of what you wanted to see five days after you lose Jamar Chase. We talk all season. Is Zach Taylor a good coach? Maybe he's a good coach. Maybe he's a bad <laughs> coach. We don't know. A good coach comes up with something, anything to get your offense going. You don't run the ball five times against one of the worst run defenses in football when your quarterback is back there getting <laughs> assaulted. This was just low-level, horrible football. This is the worst I've seen the Bengals play in years. This oh, wait, really? What more do you want from me? <laughs> Is this really the worst you've seen them play in how many years? Be honest. I mean, they got beat Stop. down by the Browns last season, 41 to 16. So the last time they played the Browns, I guess they, they just suck against they, the Browns. They Browns in his they, third year and they drafted a number one overall. Like it had been that suck. long because the Bengals suck. That, yeah, that qualifies as years. That's three years. They suck against the Browns. They suck in prime time. Hey, guess what? Andy Dalton's gone. The Bengals still have a 13 game road losing streak in prime time. This is number 13. Oh they haven't won a Monday night road game since my dad played since October 1990 when they beat Bill Belichick in the Browns. I mean, it is just all insanity. This game, I just cannot believe how bad Wait, they were. Billy how- was not alive the last time the Bengals won a Monday night game is what you're saying. A Monday night game on the road. On the road. So this is... And just to be clear, like it, within the last two years, the Bengals have um, what I'm seeing is a five-game losing streak to the Steelers, WFT, Giants, Dolphins, and Cowboys, uh, in which they failed to score more than 17 points in all five of those games. So it, I know it feels like time. It's been a long time, 
but you really only had this tiny period of, 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 of this tiny little window where you were good. Other than that, kind of terrible. Yeah, but Brinson, did you not hear my exact statement? It was, this was <laughs> the worst I have seen them play. When they had that five-game losing streak in 2020, that was expected because they were still on their low hey, swing. You know, do you know, this do you is know, a team coming off of a game, Super Bowl. Do you know what game ended that five-game winning, five-game losing streak? I do not. Uh, it looks like, oh, the Ryan yeah, Pittman Monday night game against the Steelers. And Ryan Pittman. So, Breach, this is five straight losses to the Browns. They've lost eight of nine to the Browns. Why Burrow's can't they, 0-4 Burrow's against never beaten the Browns. Why can't they beat the Browns? Well, Joe Burrow's part of the problem. This is literally the third straight game where he threw an interception on the opening possessions. One of those was when he threw a pick six to Denzel Ward. And the same thing happens every game. They drive the ball 50 or 60 or 70 yards. They look good. And then it just goes out the window with some dumb turnover. And look, it, it, it is just amazing how they melt down against Cleveland. Because look, I can handle the offensive line. We have seen them struggle for it. That happens. Burrow gets beat up. Doesn't have a security blanket. Jamar Chase out there. What doesn't usually happen, at least not this season and the last season, the defense doesn't get destroyed like they did. They had not given up a second-half touchdown all season. They give up two to the Browns, to Jacoby Brissett. Are you kidding me? On the and first two Ev McPherson missed a reliable, missing a 47-yard field goal and an extra point. It was just a total meltdown that was beyond comprehension. Let me ask you this. What do you guys think of my theory that I've been floating in recent weeks and will continue to float, that you can have a good quarterback, but you have to have great great wide receivers in light of this game? How do you feel about that theory? Um, I mean, T. Higgins, are, I, I think Zach Taylor's a bad coach. I think I think, exactly, I think my exactly. theory it's an absolute home run. I think that's the words you want to say. It looked oh, yeah, like night and day out Tyler there. Boyd and, and T. Higgins are not bad wide receivers. Are they Jamar Chase? No, of course not. Jamar Chase is the number one. That's what I'm saying. You get Stephon Diggs. You get like, Tyreek. You okay, get Jamar. One, one thing that I thought was interesting was how both the both Troy Aikman, so Troy Aikman and Joe Buck said this, and Peyton and Eli Manning said this. And I, I'm pretty sure Schefter and maybe Susie Colbert said this, but someone else on the, the pregame show said this. They were like, now we're just saying you may see a little more Joe Mixon this week than maybe you were expecting. Where I mean, They may want to try to lean into Joe Mixon. And I think in hindsight, I mean, obviously those comments are coming from production meetings that they have with the Bengals and the Bengals coaching staff and Zach Taylor. And I think in hindsight, what they were, tr- what the coaching staff was, trying to convey is we want to just turn this into a slog sans mix it or sans uh, chase. And I, I think that Zach Taylor's game plan was f- inherently flawed. Like the Browns secondary has been torched a lot. You can run on the Brown. Like, I, I don't know, man, like th- there's no reason that the Bengals should have been completely stifled by this Browns. Defense. Wait a second. If they had signaled, they were going to run the ball a lot. Why they only run the ball 10 times. Again, I, I go back to my original theory, which is that Zach Taylor's not a good coach. They opened well, up with a bunch of like swing passes to mix in and screen passes. The offense, it, it, it didn't look like a very well-engineered offensive game plan. Uh, they, um, Dave McNichols in the, in the chat says, uh, in, in terms of my theory, he said, I think the Chiefs disproves your theory. Yeah, but that's like saying Michael Jack uh, Michael Jordan disproves your theory that, you know, if you have one great player, you can win an NBA championship. I well, get it. Just, well, you, could say, you could also admit it to pass catchers. Like Travis Kelsey is a tight end and a Hall of Fame tight end, but he, yeah, well, they had Tyreek last year too, and they're doing fine because of Patrick Humphrey and Andy Reid. But in general, I think if you have, 
you know, like the Tua's of the world and Joe Burrow's to an extent. Joe Burrow's playing better than Tua until this game, but um, they're not. You, by the way, am I dreaming or did on Sunday? Did you say you might take Tua over Justin Herbert? I said they're pl- he's playing better in the terms of the draft class, like this season. Breach. Someone asked in the chat, are you going to wear that mask until the Bengals win their next game? I should, <laughs> but I'm not. Okay. Because I feel cross-eyed right now. Um, because the eyes are so close, it's tough. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I will say that the, the thing... What is your thought on, on Wilson's theory? Well, I mean, I, 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 I guess... I. Saying great receivers make a quarterback better is like saying, uh, you know, letting a super- no immeasurably better. Like the like two is a immeasurably better. Josh Allen, you know, he got better. I think he was going uh, on that direction anyway. But Steph Dix took his game to the next level. Um, That's what I'm saying. We, we uh, 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 Billy, uh, Sully, and I actually talked about this on the new brand new Monday pod, one o'clock on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/pick six. We're actually live on YouTube all the time. Every day at one o'clock, except for Wednesdays when it's two o'clock, because we um, we work around Brady Quinn's schedule he, mainly because we we don't want to make him mad since John Breach already pissed him off with this 2015 article about him being dead. Um, anyway, subscribe, hit the like button, turn on alerts, so get notified when we go live. I, I agree a hundred percent that the development of a young quarterback is we were saying we were basically saying Zach they the Jets if the Jets had gotten Tyree Kill that's a fun what if. Not for Zach Wilson, but it's a fun what if, like if they had gotten Tyreek Hill instead of the Dolphins, how do those two teams look this year offensively? And, and I, I think, I, I guess I get what you're saying, Wilson, which is Jamar Chase matters a lot. But but the Bengals, do, I mean, T. Higgins is a really good receiver and Tyler Boyd's a really good receiver. Now, T. Higgins is a, like. A, I'm talking great receivers. That's, T. Higgins that's, is a great number two and Tyler Boyd is a great number three. Okay. They're not great number ones. Sure. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Jamar Chase matters a, a pretty tall. easy distinction. Steph Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase are game changers. And I think when they're not there, it's that 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 is clearly felt. I still think Joe Burrow and Tua and Josh Allen are obviously good to great quarterbacks, but that's just my little wins over Wilson. Um, I, I, think, I think the Browns had I don't know about a better game plan. I mean well, any game plan is better than not having a game plan, which is what the Bengals. The Bengals, the Bengals were just not ready to play. They didn't well, show up on Monday Night Football against a division rival with a backup quarterback and a chance to really put themselves in a good position to push for a, another division title. I think the Browns did have a good game plan, and it actually gave Kevin. I did too. Well, you said it was more of a function of the Bengals playing like crap, which I think helped. But they ran the ball with Nick Chubb which is something they struggle to do for times this season, which drives people crazy. They use Kareem Hunt for the first. I mean, 11 carries in this game. He had nine carries the previous two games. Showcase uh, him for trade ball. Dearness Johnson finally got a, his first carry of the season. And, and Jacoby Brissett converted every fourth and one because that's what he does, and he actually scored that touchdown uh, around the edge. Um, Amari Cooper played well. The dumbest thing that Kevin Stefanski did for some reason is had Amari Cooper throw a pass for the first time since high school. Like, I don't know why you're doing yeah, that. He's doing an interception. But I thought Kevin Stefanski at the end of the first half when – Fourth and eight uh, on the the Bengals were driving fourth and eight plus twenty eight yard line forty four seconds to go. Joe Burrow went to the line like he was going to snap it to run the clock down before they tried that 40, uh, 47 yard field goal. I think it was. Yeah, <clears throat> Kevin Stefanski wisely called timeout with forty four seconds to go and said, "Listen, kick the field goal, and if you miss, we wouldn't have an opportunity to come back down and get points." Somehow McPherson missed that field goal. McPherson and- had a terrible game. And they came back down and got points out of it. That was that was a smart play by Kevin Stefanski, who's taken certainly a lot of 
a lot of uh, gruff or guff. I don't know what the word is on this podcast and in general. So I, I thought that was guff. A positive. Yeah, guff. So anyway, um, I appreciate what the Browns were doing. I appreciate Nick Chubb running through people like he always does. And Jacoby Brissett saved that last fumble slash interception that set up the Evan McPherson touchdown at the end of the second quarter. I thought he played as well as he could have played. Uh, Tyler, 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 Tyler Boyd touchdown? No, Jacoby Brissett fumbled the ball at the end of the second quarter right before the Ed McPherson missed the field goal. Oh, 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 oh sorry, sorry, sorry. You said touchdown. I was very confused. Um, anywho, I, I would, the only thing I'd push back on there is that I think Nick Chubb, they've run the ball pretty well with Nick Chubb all year. Uh, this is a particularly great running game for Chubb. 101 rushing yards. He would have had a they lot They had more. Chubb out in situations where he should have been on the field like late in the game. I think that's the thing that gets fans angry. Oh, you're saying he haven't had him in there when he should have been in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just generally speaking, his his performance has been fantastic this season. But yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, the Browns defensively were just better prepared. The Bengals' offensive game plan was terrible. They looked sloppy. Joe Burrow's under siege the entire night. Um, they were running routes that didn't make sense for situational situ- like purposes. Where you just like as um, I think Peyton pointed out, there was a. I think it was that they were playing Tampa two on the backside and they ran like a hitch or, or whatever they ran this hitch route. And it's basically, he was like, look, there's just no chance that that cornerback is going to move at all. And so you're basically running your route into where the cornerback is going to be set up. And that's really bad game planning against a particular defense. Um, I think that has to fall on Zach Taylor. I think that's a team that was um, time for the podcast. I don't know why. What's going Set on? his podcast alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Breach. I have a question for you. Did Jonah Williams dress up as a turnstile for Halloween? Uh, that's what it looked like. You know, you're not supposed to wear costumes on the field, but he absolutely <laughs> looked like that. Just getting run over and it is bad. You know, Joe Burrow already doesn't have a security blanket out there with Jamar Chase. And when you're facing that much pressure, just nonstop guys in your face, whether it was the forced fumble, Burrow getting sacked five times. And, you know, when he's trying, when his trigger finger, he needs to get that thing out fast. He looks for Jamar. Jamar's not there. He doesn't have that go-to, I know where you are on the field at all times guy, and that just kind of throws their entire offense off. And I just cannot, I still cannot believe they only ran the ball 10 times. I know people might stare at the final score and be like, "Yeah, it's a blowout. You need to throw the ball. But this was literally a one-score game until halftime because the Browns kicked the field goal on the final play of the first half with zero seconds left. And so it was eight to nothing or zero to zero. There was no there were any points in the first quarter. Just there run the ball. No reason. Rush defense. Right. They should not have been running the ball just to take pressure off of Burrow, just to get, get your offense in the feel of the game. This is a completely new thing for everyone. You don't have your best receiver. Just try and make that adjustment. Try and get used to it. And no, it was just like, you know what? We're just going to jump into the fire feet first and hope we uh, don't get fifth degree burns. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Man, rest in peace, Denny. Breach, by the way, Miguel in the comments asks, is Breach sleeping? It's really hard to tell what's going on behind that sad mask you're wearing. Um, what, what mask is that? No, the mask is for tears. This is a mask that my daughter got at trick-or-treating on Saturday. I think it's Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Frankenstein. Yeah, they right. got a Frankenstein mask instead of a candy bar? Well, they just give out so weird the stuff. Biggest, the biggest first drive was moving along pretty nicely. They go on nine plays, 54 yards. Yeah, until the end there. Three first downs. And they, they, like the interception was not Burrow's fault. It, it was a tip ball. And then I think it was Higgins who went to try to grab it. And Yeah, that is Burrow's fault. 
Who, who's other, whose fault is it? Well, I mean, it's a tip ball. I mean, it's not like a... If Baker Mayfield threw that ball and it got tipped, we would all be laughing at Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. I mean, I just, he didn't like, it wasn't like a terrible throw to a defense. Right. It wasn't a terrible throw. Right. He just, it, Miles yeah, Garrett got a hand on it. but it, I'm pointing the finger at him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a tip ball goes straight up in the air and you don't know what's going to happen, especially when a wide receiver touches it. After that, they went six plays, three yards, punt, three plays, six yards, punt, three plays, eight yards, punt, three plays, six yards, well, technically 22 net yards with a penalty, fumble, and then six plays, 23 yards, missed field goal to close out the first half. They had one possession in the third quarter. How is that possible? My God. One possession in the third quarter, three plays, negative five yards, punt. Well, Brenton, I can put into kind of just summarize how bad their first half was. They only had 100 total yards in the first half, and 54 of it came on that first drive. So they literally had 46 yards on all their other first half possessions combined. Oh my God. (laughs) And the defense actually played well in the first half. The defense got the Amari Cooper interception that yes, it was a gift, but they, they sniffed it out. Amari Cooper was going to be either tackled for an eight yard loss. He shouldn't have thrown the ball. Uh, but he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm just going to throw it and go on along. They got the fumble just before halftime. Where got the fumble just before halftime, where they called the all-out blitz and just completely wrecked Jacoby Brissett. And again, the offense could not do anything with either of those. They went three and out after the interception. They went three, or they missed the field goal after the fumble. Um, so it was just you got to capitalize on stuff like that, and that's things that the Bengals offense don't really capitalize on. It didn't in this game. So it was just a, a disaster. It was an all-around disaster. Right, let's, uh, let's, take a, let's take a quick okay. break. When we come back, we'll ask Breach what he thinks about Miles Garrett's Halloween costume. Next. I don't know if you saw it. Miles Garrett uh, did a, a pregame interview on uh, the uh, on the football pregame. Or the, did an interview with uh, Michelle uh, Beisner Buck, Joe Buck's wife, who works at ESPN as well. Um, where he was like, tur- like she showed him his house, and he had um, uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Stranger Things? The the evil, Vecna. the Vecna. Vecna. It's Vecna above his door, and like hanging out in like the yard is like like seven like life size recreations of quarterbacks, including Joe Burrow, and then Miles Garrett wore Vecna to the stadium, and then Joe Burrow had a terrible day. What'd you think? How, how would you grade that costume breach? I mean, it looked like he put a lot of work into it. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him an A plus because if you're gonna be Vecna and you're also gonna build giant uh cutouts of quarterbacks, you better go out there and play well. And he did. So his costume is better than mine. I'll give I, I will say that. I don't know if he's better than that Frankenstein mask. I mean, yeah, by the way, tough day for Breach. The the Bengals get slaughtered. Brady Quinn dunks all over Breach all over Twitter for something he wrote in twenty fifteen that was disrespectful to Brady <laughs> and all the other quarterbacks in the the legacy of playing for the the new Browns uh, breach. Are you at all concerned? And I have this legitimate question about Joe Burrow, or is this more an offensive line issue? Uh, or am I concerned about Zach Taylor? That's who I'm concerned uh, about. Well, I, I think, that I think Zach Taylor stinks. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to judge the Bengals offense based on one ugly game against the team. They have been pathetic against this is their fifth straight loss to the Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow's never beaten them. They've been historically bad against them, and they had four days to figure what out what's happening here. They had four days to figure out what to do without Jamar Chase. So we don't know if this is going to end up being an outlier. If they look like this again, you next would be, week, if, if 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 Mir Wilson were doing this, 
we would be getting murdered for making excuses. You're like, well, they've they've always struggled with it. You know, yes, they lost their star receiver four days before the game. Know, but you, you know, they've always struggled with the Browns. Yes, like, they have. Like, it's like, it's like, I'm sorry, I struggled to take the trash out. Like I mean, like like what, the Browns. You can't beat the Browns. Yeah, that's a weird. Sort yeah, of yes, thing. they they cannot beat. I the just Browns. don't know why. They just I'm just the I'm Browns. giving we'll you be a better against the Browns. Well, when they lose their star receiver for, I am saying that as uh, a Bengals fan, that if the, if they are this bad next week, that's a problem. Is this a one off? Can Zach Taylor revamp this offense? Like you can give Zach Taylor a pass because he had four days to figure things out, but they cannot look like this. In the following weeks, they can't You're look like exactly. this. Let, me ask, you, let me ask you this: Why do the Bengals have a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mr. Trubisky, a loss to the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. a win against the Jets and Joe Flacco, a win against a mid-game uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, quarterbacking start after the Tua injury, a loss to the Ravens, a win against Andy Dalton, a win against Mariota, and now a loss to Jacoby Brissett? Why? Why the Bengals? Like, are you? Th- why? Why am I reading off these quarterbacks in these teams? Brinson, that's a hor- the, Brinson, the Bengals have the <laughs> highest strength of victory in the AFC. So you can make fun of everyone else's wins. That's literally a dumb point. The Jets have a good record. What? <laughs> so what an outrageous play claim the dunk that button. is. Play the dunk button. No. Like strength of victory is number one. Everyone has bad wins. I mean, there's no way to spin that. You've played one starting quarterback. Well, I guess two if Marietta. Well, I guess Marietta and three now. What? Uh, Jackson and Marcus Marietta are the only. Well, now Mitchell Trubisky is the backup. I guess you haven't played anybody. I'm not sure you guys are any good. They were dominating. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Let's see. Two up, played a half. So you're going to hold that against them? They held Lamar Jackson to under 20 points. They lost. Yeah. What? They held Lamar Jackson under 20 points. Yeah, you're trying to throw water, cold water on their wins, and I'm telling you they the highest strength of victory in the AFC. So what's your point? So you you're can... telling me there's a chance. Point he's is that I, I think that he's I'm... asking you if the Bengals are not frauds. as good as are we're... the Bengals frauds. That's one way of putting it too. Right. And I just told you that if they have the best strength of victory, that every other you could nitpick every single team's wins. I think the other the, the more the better question might be, and that's a fair question to ask, but just in terms of the AFC North, are they still going to win the AFC North? I mean, if Jamar Chase is out six weeks, probably not. And the, oh, and the Ravens geez. just got Roquan Smith. Ravens, I would take the Ravens right now. By the way, uh, sort of a Gronk spike on, on this conversation. Caleb Campson in the comments notes that the Bengals saw what the Chiefs did with their O-line and thought, let's do the same except spend more and play worse. <laughs> and I think that's... <laughs> That aptly describes at least what tonight's office because they had gotten better the O line over the last few weeks, right, Breach? I, they were until tonight. Yeah, until Miles Garrett showed up and Stranger Things them. All right, let's let's talk about the uh, Cleveland Browns. I don't know why we just cannot not talk about the losing team. No, we have to. Well, this is Breach's team, and yes. it's an embarrassing loss, and it's fun to make fun of Breach wearing a Frankenstein cry mask. So that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You hear him crying? How sad is that? Oh, you can see his eyes. You can barely like read right now. He's They're red. That's like, oh my god. <laughs> so the Browns are now three and five. Uh, one game behind the Bengals, as it were. They head into their bye week. They have 
Deshaun Watson coming back at some point. The Texans game, week 13. Yes. Do I, I guess I'm wondering, like, do we think that the Browns are let me stop you there. Are they playing the Bengals every game the rest of the season? <laughs> if the answer is no, they are done. They get to play them again. I, t- I disagree with that. I mean, they, they definitely. I mean, Why? Because they are a terrible football team. If you only saw this game, you would think these are Super Bowl champs because they played nearly flawless except for the the, the fumble there at half. They have, they have maybe like losing the Falcons and the Jets. The Jets is the worst loss in uh, this season. Yeah, and the way they lost that game, absolutely. They were down 14, and Joe Flacco came back, guns a-blazing, and Cleveland. This is not a good football team. I don't, I don't think they're a good football team, but I'm well, just wondering, to... with knowing, like, eight games in, where are the Browns relative to, because we had this discussion, like, where do you need to be relative to, either at the Dolphins after the bye, at the Bills, and then host the Bucks. their next That's three games. One and two best-case scenario. Yeah, probably. Best-case I mean, they could beat the Bucs in the Dolphins. And let me ask you this. When Deshaun Watson comes back, how many games, starting with week 13 to week 18, how many games in will he look at least as good as Jacoby Brissett looked tonight? I would. I think you could make the case that he won't look as good as Jacoby Brissett looked tonight. All right, then. <laughs> this is not a good football team. Unless they're playing the breaches sad Bengals. I don't understand. I mean... I don't hate to, I don't like to agree with Brinson breach, but it's one thing like the Steelers could never beat the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. It's something entirely different to be like, you know what? I can't beat this Browns team no matter what I do. <laughs> yeah. Like that's some NC state stuff, man. And we're like, we just yeah. can't beat Wake Forest. I don't know what the deal is. It's like you, you're, you're given like a clear cut advantage and at every level and you just can't beat this other crap team the entire time that you have this first overall pick would be MVP candidate, like all near Super Bowl champion, oh my God. Like, a backup quarterback against like, I mean, like you're, on we're talking about history, man. The Browns haven't been a history. crap team since, no, since Burrow was season, drafted. Bro. They were a playoff team in 2020. They won eight games last year, and they're playing with a backup quarterback this year. About. They have they lost won eight games. They got games swept season. in 2020 by a team that went to the playoffs. So that was a good Browns team. Browns won eight games last year. So not a bad. You're you're talking like they're a three and thirteen team. Annually, that's hasn't been the case the last two years. How many times have been to the playoffs since 1999? Breach. That's irrelevant. What you're talking about the last two years? You said since they drafted Joe Burrow, and I am telling you the Browns have been good this, since. This is a very oh, no, no, rough on him now. No, he needs to know. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? One of Breach's neighbors clandestinely videotaping him uh, wearing that stupid hell. Uh, Frankenstein mask and taking a bat to everyone's pumpkin in their front porch because he's so angry about how this game's just this little man. I hate you, Orange. I hate you, Orange. Jonah Williams. So, so you you don't think that there's? I I think it's plausible that the Browns could go two and one over the next three. Why? Who are they beating? The Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, and the Dolphins. That's that's possible. Okay, you you're like I said, you're weirdly optimistic about the random things. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying, like, it's not that insane. Let me remind you about the Jets game, which you just brought up. If the if they can convince the Dolphins to wear Bengals uniforms, then I agree. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I, I do not. I, I'm just saying that given how the the Bucks have played, and given that's the, the Dolphins, win, <laughs> that's I, the I, one win. I, I'm just saying, like, if they went two and one, that would move them to five and six, with six games left. I hate this new math. Six games left with with Deshaun Watson coming in, uh, with mm-hmm. a pretty friendly schedule. Okay. What's their final record? If 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 they were to go two and one in the next three games, they're they're not getting to nine games. I don't think they're getting to nine wins. 
Really? I feel like they could. Okay. They get to play the Bengals again, Ryan. All right, that's three right. wins. Oh, that Texans, Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commanders, Steelers. I don't know. I, again, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be great when he comes back because he hadn't played football in two years. I think well, here's the other thing. Even if they get the nine wins, they're not going to finish above the the Ravens or the Bengals. So they're not still not going to the playoffs. The Bengals are going to win nine games. Uh, I don't know. Breach, I can't even dispute that. I don't know if they're going to win more. Are they going to win more than nine games? I need to know how long Jamar Chase can be out. Six to eight weeks, man. <laughs> Six to eight <laughs> weeks. Holy crap. Six to eight weeks. It, it's, it's over a year, Brinson. They didn't put him on IR, though. I saw that Adam Schefter. Yeah, he's that. not on IR. That means they feel they're hoping he can be back inside of four weeks. And so, you know, obviously he'd be out week nine against the Panthers and they have the buy in week 10. And then you have the Steelers in week 11. So I think that that's what they would hope. But hip injuries are iffy. You just like you just don't know with hip injuries. Desperation is a stinky cologne. God, it sure is. Um, so you officially turned on Zach Taylor breach. I, no, I haven't turned. I just, if they look like this next week against the Panthers, I, the turn will start. But like I said, I am not, I, this was a horribly coached game, an absolutely horribly coached game. He gets an F minus, but I'm not going to judge his whole entire season. After based- all, it was just the Browns. Like, it was the Browns. Like, you know, you just lose to the Browns. Like, what do you do? My main point, that was my second point when I was talking that, was that they lost their star player five days before this game. That's it. And so if if this is continues to be a pattern and they don't fix this offense, that's an issue. So but if they reach. look this bad next week, it's a problem. Isn't it fair to say that their star player is Joe Burrow? And if they had lost Joe Burrow and played like this, you'd be like, okay, I get that. But Jamar well, Chase, we all know you that's guys, it's a quarterback. Right. So, But you guys are talking up T. Higgins. You guys are talking still up in on Lloyd. Zach Taylor. Yeah, he is. He's in next week. He might turn if things look like this again. He said he's not. He's not going anywhere. He's all in about. It. No, I'm just not gonna throw him off the bus. Stock, for one badly coached game. Stockholm syndrome. One badly coached game. Yeah. Um. So Man, like three games. In the chat, people are like trying to claim that I'm a closet Browns fan. Like I, I think the Ravens. Are gonna, I don't. I don't think the. I was just sort of walking through a hypothetical. I think the Ravens are now in a really good spot. Adding Roquan Smith. Um, getting some other key guys back, Tyce Bowser, et cetera, that they could, if Lamar Jackson writes the freaking ship on his play, the Ravens could run away with this division pretty easily, given the Jamar Chase injury, given that you know the Browns still have these three games that they could go with three easily, as everything's on the table. It's the NFL. If they go with three, then you know that that's over. The Steelers aren't really dangerous. I Ravens have a chance to really pull away here. Like it's a good 24 hours for the Ravens, I feel like. It is, but I, I'm not overthinking this Bengals game. As Breach has noted repeatedly, they, for some reason, Thank can't beat can't It's beat really Browns. weird to see Joe Burrow not show up on a big game like this, though. Well, he was running for his life. It wasn't a fact the matter of him not showing up. It was a matter that the five guys in front of him didn't show up. And as people have noted in the comments, there are a lot of guys injured on that Browns team, especially on the defense. JOK didn't play. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa didn't play. Denzel Ward didn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be clear, I'm not blaming Joe Burrow. I, 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 I am firm on my stance here. Zach went down with an injury. I mean, they had a bunch of defense players go down. I don't know why we let that Luke Super Bowl run like trick us into thinking Zach Taylor might be a decent coach. I I don't think we ever thought that. Yeah, none of us, even me, the Bengals guy, never thought that. You're not even out on him yet. That doesn't mean I think he's a good coach. I'm right where I've always been. Right. The 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 fluke Super Bowl run tricked us into thinking he might not be a bad coach. No, wrong. I I was (laughs) never the man. Let let me put it this way: if he were Lovey Smith or uh, whoever got fired last time uh, with the Texans, he would have been out of a job. David Cully. 
David Cully. Or did, gone, Caldwell, did, uh, uh, Jim Caldwell, I mean. Steve Wilkes. It doesn't matter. Three and out, he would have gotten fired for the first season. They kept bringing his ass back. These guys are he, all defensive guys, though. What does he coach? Like, tell me what he's good at. <laughs> what is what, what is Zach Taylor's offensive? Jim calls offense. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Breach. What is Zach Taylor's specialty is in terms of coaching? I mean, he's an offensive guy. He no, prides, based on what you've seen with your eyes. Like, if you knew nothing about football and you saw Zach Taylor for the last three years, what would you say he's good at? Well, I would say that he was smart to have Joe Burr on his team. <laughs> I, if, if, please, Chad. if you watch Zach Taylor coach the last three years, you would all you. I what I imagine is him in you know the movie Office Space. Going in to meet with the Bobs, and they're like, "So, what would you say it is you do around here?" It's like, "Well, I take the game plans to Joe." So, do you design the game plans? No, I have other people design the game plans. But then I walk them down the hallway to Joe, and then Joe executes the game plans. So, what would you say you do here? Or maybe he does design them, and they're just terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's awesome. The point, the point being is, like, any other team would consider firing Zach Taylor. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think any coach is in danger of getting fired the first season off a of Super Bowl. Maybe the second, but not the no, first. No, but prior to the Super Bowl, he there's certainly conversations that he may be fired, right? He would have been fired on a he would have been fired by another a lot of other teams after that the like second year. He went three. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have made it that far. That's that, right. uh, that's absolutely true. That's but that's, the moral of the story is you just let Zach Taylor keep running your team into the ground. That he didn't run the ground. He took him to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow dragged him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Kick it and screaming. <laughs> he got to a Super Bowl. You can spin it however you want. All right. Super Bowl. Went to a Super Bowl and lost. Don't feel so good about them getting the Super Bowl this year, though. Yeah, eh, it's the middle. Get season. well, Jamar. Where do I send a get well card to Jamar? I need to know right now. Probably if you were if you were a real if you're a real Bengals fan, isn't your dad the head of the Bengals alumni? <laughs> oh, how about Boomer Sison getting on the manicast and like Love listen to 17 teammates with those Bengals squads and no Jim Breach? So sad. What is happening here? Um Boomer has given my dad plenty of shout outs over the you, years. You need to you need to Get out your cleaver, cut out one of your hips, and go give it to Jamar Chase. And, and fun fact, Yikes. Boomer was on the field the last time the Bengals won a road Monday night game. That they was not fun game. for you. That's not fun. Dickie That's Woods, sad. my dad, all on the field. Yeah, breach. It's been that long. How many tequila shots you take during the game? Uh, after my kid went to bed. <laughs> I, mean, I know I know you were out there drinking while you were trick-or-treating. No. Is there, is there anything yeah, sadder than funny? Is there I got to write my picks on Monday night, so I have to stay at least somewhat coherent. Anything sadder than a guy wearing a Frankenstein mask, taking tequila shots, and dabbing his eyes <laughs> with the tissue as he cries? <laughs> sure is. What more do you want from me? <laughs> All right. That'll Isn't that Halloween cool. in, a, in a nutshell, though? Oh, yeah. Your fun fact for Halloween, Breach. You didn't mention that. Your Halloween well, stats. Well, oh, my Halloween stats don't... Well, they do now. Since 2000... Yeah. The year 2000, the Bengals are 0-5 on Halloween. NFL, stop scheduling them on Halloween. I don't <laughs> want to see any more Halloween Bengals games. Last year, they lost on Halloween to Mike White. In 2013, they lost on a walk-off safety on Halloween. There's only been three walk-off safeties in overtime ever in NFL history. The Bengals are one of them on Halloween. This game, they get de-pantsed on Halloween. Don't <laughs> put them on Halloween. On, be a man. Uh, oh, and the other fun fact I was going to bring up was that this was only the third game in NFL history that had a, an 11 nothing overtime score. 
And the fun part of that is that all three games have involved either the Bengals or the Browns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, oddly enough, the, uh, the game three of the world series tonight was rained out. And there've been, I think either four or five uh, world series that the Phillies were involved in. And then every single one game three was either delayed or canceled by rain. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Yes. And now that game is be playing Thursday. We have Houston and Philadelphia in the World Series and Houston and Philadelphia on Thursday Night Football. And Illuminati. But the game is in Philly. The baseball game is in Philly and the football game is in Houston. They should move them both. That stadium is going to be empty for that Texans game. Uh, No no Philly fans are going to travel. And no no Houston fans are going to want to sit in the So if you hate baseball and you've ever wanted to go to an NFL game, boom, that's it. You're going to get your $8 ticket and Thursday night. night. There you go. All right. That'll do it for us. I got to go cry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for soaking in Breach's tears. There'll be more of them. Don't Mm -hmm. you worry. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brenton. We'll see you guys later.